Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Weekends. I'm your host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Waz D. Lambray, and I'm joined by two returning guests, friends of the pod, the Abbott and Costello of Warriors Twitter, <laughs> Andy Lou and Sam Esfendiari. What's going on? Light Years Pod in the building. What's, what's going on with you guys, man? Not going to lie, Googling Abbott and Costello to, to see if I like the reference. <laughs> Even even before my time, Waz, you you can't yes. be dropping How references that are, are you, too- dude. I'm, I'm old, y'all. I'm, I'm old. Well, you know, usually I just go with Mike and the Mad Dog, but I just want I just felt like switching it up on you guys. Bonnie and Clyde, maybe get weird, you know. This we, time we are, in San, we are in San Francisco. You know? the Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, the Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Batman and Robin. All right, we got to stop. I wanted to get you guys up here today to talk about the Warriors and the West just generally because I think the Warriors saved their season with that five-game winning streak. Yep. I don't think that's hyperbole. Yes. I, I really think they could have just as easily lost those five games. And by the time Steph comes back, it's like too ridiculous to to make the season meaningful. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the five-game streak, which culminated in that loony buzzer beater. Do you guys think, yeah, I want to ask you that. Do you think I'm being a little bit too hyperbolic about the season being saved by a five-game no. streak? I When Steph went down and we looked at the homestand, I, I was just like, look, man, if Steph plays, they expect to go 8-0. It's like Detroit, Atlanta, right. all that sort of stuff. But without him, it's like you still got to win more of those games than you lose. Otherwise, you run the risk of being like the Lakers. Like they're kind of out of it, you know, that sort of thing. And then with the backdrop of their luxury tax situation and Mm. are they going to keep Draymond? What are they going to do with Wiseman? You know, if they're out of the playoff picture, it's a lot easier to say it's time for Draymond to go. 
and we're going to give the young kids a chance and the era is over. They're in the playoff picture. They're scary. They can potentially run the table against anyone in the West. And then you got the other end of the spectrum. Are we really going to break it up while they're still there? And, you know, if someone has to go, like, we think you have a bright future, but if you can't play for us now, it just is what it is. So there was a lot riding on it. Yeah, I I think they still could have made the play. I mean, it was probably likely that they would still make the playoffs unless they went 0-8 in that stretch. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they needed to... It was more about morale and vibe too. Like you, yeah. you can't, you can't go two and six, especially with the teams that they're playing. And here's the thing: it's not like they're rolling through teams at home, man. They are, they are. Each each game is like a college basketball March Madness game. It is like, <laughs> it is just miracles after miracles. Kevon Looney, Dante, like these guys are hitting miracle shots to beat yeah. shitty teams. But on, it doesn't matter. Hi, Jerome. It's Clay, Hi, Jerome. Clay turning back the clock. You know, know, they need that more. And so they need to do all of that just to win these games, which is fine because nobody cares. It's a regular season. A win is a win is a win, right? It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how you win, especially when you don't have Steph and Wiggins. But I think a lot of it is they saved, I think, probably Steph and especially they saved Draymond because I think when Steph and Wiggins come back, they're probably going to win more games. They do need to give some guys some rest because imagine if they were you know, in the Lakers situation right now and Steph comes back, they still need guys to play as hard as they can. And ooh. and we got to explain the Lakers situation in the sense that the Lakers, even if they make a big deal, right? What, are the, what is this team going to be fighting for even after the deal? It's not like they're middle of the table, meaning like, oh, as far as players, like, oh, we're a six seed. We make this deal. We could get into home court advantage. Right. No, like you guys are a nine to ten seed. Yeah. And if you make a deal, you can solidify a spot in the play-in, right? That's what we're talking about here. And to Andy's point, like in the Lakers case, LeBron's 38. In the Warriors mm-hmm. case, Steph is 34. He's gonna be 35 around all-star. Like, if you start falling too far behind, then you, you're gonna have to play your star player who's 40 minutes a game. Yep. Yeah, from January on. So even if you make that's the playoffs, crazy. what do you what do you have left, right? Yeah. So like that's the that's yeah. the other part of it. The Warriors like shorthanded, gutted out wins they needed to, and right now they are in the play in, but they're a half game yeah. back of being out of the play in. West is a joke. If they sit Steph for a back to back, it's not going to cost them because they've got back to where they need to be standing wise. So they don't have to do that whole like Steph, you're coming back playing forty minutes to save us thing. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I thought it was really cool, heart of a champion stuff to actually gut this thing out without Stephen Wiggins, who, and, and I think the Wiggins part doesn't get talked about enough because he's seen as, you know, he doesn't talk. Nobody, nobody really knows who Andrew Wiggins is, like, you know, like as a person or whatever. And so he can get lost in the shuffle of all of these big personalities, but he's really important to what they do. And he's one of those people with Steph out who can actually soak up offensive possessions, who can like create. You know, like that's a big deal when your best player is gone. And so for them to do this without those two guys, I think is dope. And yeah, I think that brings us to a conversation more broadly about the West. The way I see it, I know for a fact that Denver and Memphis are good teams. They're going to be good for the rest of the year. They're going to be pretty tough to beat in the playoffs. I know that. I know the Warriors have Steph Curry. And so, good luck betting against that in a playoff setting. Beating them four times in seven games. 
I don't know shit else about this conference. <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> nobody does. Did you see that Nuggets Clippers game last night? Like the Nuggets oh. have their hearts. They 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 literally own that team. The Clippers I've have been no saying heart. it. Clippers for, just for, have no heart. Well, there's that part too. But I've been saying this for you. I'm just and like, Kawhi has no knee, so that's the, also the, a problem. The Nuggets <laughs> have no. They did like they look at the Clippers like you guys can't do a goddamn Boom. thing with us. You know, and I know Paul George didn't play. And I think part of the problem in, I was talking to our buddy Mo about this. He was like, you know, it's hard to even blame Ty Lue for this when nobody's ever playing for the team, right? One night you're asking Marcus Morris to be this one-on-one threat, you know, isolation guy. The next night you're saying, oh, we need you to move it out the ball, be a spot-up spacer, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no defined roles on the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon does the same job every single night. Same thing with KCP. Everybody, the the roles are defined, you know, whereas the Clippers, like, what is that team? Which is Sam and I, I mean, Sam and I, before the season, that was our biggest concern. Yeah, my biggest concern was always the names are cool. And now Robert Covington, who's like a cool name, doesn't even play. Apparently, he's not even good. I don't don't watch every Clippers game, but like, he doesn't play. He's supposed to be, he was supposed to be this cool guy. They have all these cool names, but at the end of the day, the games are played on the court in person with real humans. That that is, the, even the Warriors have issues. They've had issues. I know people don't people don't that that watch the NBA as kind of just overall. They don't watch the Warriors game to game. The Warriors had the same issues. You can't just throw teenagers out there. You yeah. can't just throw Jamichael Green out there and just say figure it out. And like, yeah. oh, the talent's cool. Joe Lacob came out yesterday and said the Warriors is the most talented team of all time. It's like, okay. <laughs> just, 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 the just most talented got, team since he took over. Hilarious. As the owner. And, and <laughs> basically means of all time. I mean, the most talented Warriors teams are the ones that we're watching right now, right? So you can't just throw it in. But now all of a sudden, Kaminga looks much better, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, even Wiseman, mm-hmm. when he came back, looked a little better. Dante looks much better. You got you to gotta have continuity and play these games. And dude, the Clippers don't. Like you said, like, why do... Marcus Morris as the focal score with the mid-range jump shot every other game. Nobody, nobody needs to see that. Dude, no. <laughs> no, never. But at the same time, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't playing in a game, or one of them isn't, he becomes this like important piece, right? Have and to. so, again, he can't do the job that he would ideally be doing every single game. And that goes across the board for that team. You know, everybody, so everything is sort of in flux. It's like, who's their starting point guard on the night tonight? Like, I just don't see how you could have faith in what the Clippers bring to the table. So we're writing them off. I'm writing them off. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, they've been, I've written them off for a while. They, I thought that, I thought they were done the minute they lost to the Mavs last year, trying Mm -hmm. to run back. Mm -hmm. It feels like Lob City. Like, you remember how they were on the up and up and then they just, choked in the playoffs and then they run it back. And what's going to happen? Same thing. You lose like that. You got to do something to shake it up in my opinion. And they're just, I don't think it's going to get better for them because it doesn't sound like them bookers come back anytime soon. Yeah. And those like a groin injury, that thing lingers. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be right this year. He's going to come back when it feels better. And he's gonna exert himself like in such a way that he's gonna restrain it, and he's gonna sit again, and he's gonna come back when it's like that's going to be perpetual. Like that's not going away. The Aiton thing is just like I spent the time like when they went to the finals 
that because Aiton was so incredibly good in the playoffs, being this defensive stalwart, like playing really hard. You know, he it was like, oh, snap, like he's playing big man the way you want your big man to play. Not like, oh, I want post touches. Oh, I want to be a focal point of the offense. Like, no, you know, guard the paint every now and again because you can move your feet. We ask you to play in space. Rebound the hell out of it. Be tough. Foul people hard as hell when they come to the lane to send messages. Be a big man. He did that the whole playoffs. They turned around and told him, not extending you. You're not worth it. And then ended up doing it a year later after making the dude feel like shit and he's not playing to his potential anymore. Like, it's crazy. It's one of those things that's crazy about the league. Like, you get a guy to play a way that's very sacrificial, very team-oriented, and then don't reward him for it. And what's a, what's a player supposed to think are important when he does the thing and is not rewarded for it? It's also like you should know him better than anyone else. You should know what's gonna like is the goal to get the most out of him or to like lament the fact that he doesn't act like Chris Paul, you know? Right. Like it's kind of they should have moved him because <laughs> they tell everyone on earth they hate him. Like it's pretty clear they don't like him. And now it's like, and what do you expect from a player in that situation? It's it's the whole thing feels toxic. So, yeah, Phoenix was supposed to be a team that mattered coming in, you know, whatever. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is also, I mean, just at some He's point, old. at some point, you know. What, like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, At this, some point. He's old. Like, there's nothing you can do. And now I want to get you guys. How do you guys feel about the Pelicans? Yeah, this is a fascinating one because they keep winning. They remind me a little bit of the Grizzlies of last season where, or even of this season where they just keep kind of missing guys, but it doesn't matter because they're so young. They're so athletic. They've got so much depth that they can kind of plug and play guys and win regular season games. Not really calling them a regular season team because we just haven't seen them in the playoffs enough. I think Memphis might be getting close to being a regular season team, but you know, story for maybe 10 minutes from now. But I think the Pelicans, hey, dude, I just, we've never seen Zion or Brandon Ingram stay healthy and that's it. Yeah. We've never, ever, ever seen those guys stay healthy and you can make jokes on why or you can guess why they can't stay healthy but Brandon Ingram is a guy that looks like he's in shape but it's yeah. out. I don't know where yeah, he is. Zion's, I, I, is he out of shape? I don't know but he pulled a hammy. That sounds like a dude that's usually out of shape. That's why people pull hammies and he pulled a hammy in the, in the middle of the season versus in the beginning of the season where Dante pulled a hammy and you're like, okay, he probably came in kind of out of shape. Zion pulls a hammy in the middle of the season, you're like, dude, is he, can he play a full season? Right. Like, is it, is it, can he do that? So I don't know, man, I just, I mean, that team doesn't matter, right? Unless those guys stay healthy and they never have. Look, they're 24 and 14 and Crazy. Brandon Ingram has barely Crazy. freaking played. And like, look, like when Zion's played, he's been in a clear all-star, a pretty dominant player. I like their young guys, you know, um, Murphy, Herb Jones, and Daniels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, of course, you know, Alvarado's on my radar as a oh, Queens guy and, a, you know, just an <laughs> annoying player. I, I love him. But yeah, I think, but I think in the playoffs, man, that's a tough matchup if their guys are on the floor. Like, I think they present so many problems because they have enough shooting. They got guys that could beat you up. You know, in the paint, they have paint scoring, and they got mid-range guys, too. So, like, they can score from every quadrant. They do a, a decent 
an enough job moving the ball around. I think they're like, it's going to be hard for them to go all the way because of the lack of continuity, right? Like when, like in the playoffs, you go with stuff that you trust, these learned habits that you don't even have to think about, stuff that people like the Warriors have in like spades where they could close their eyes and run a play for Steph that's going to generate an open shot. Yeah, I don't think the Pelicans are developing that. I just like their talent a lot, and, yeah. and I think that's borne out. But you guys, do you guys think the Warriors, if they go to the playoffs— if they make it to the real playoffs, are the favorite in the West? Probably. I mean, my my only concern with the Warriors is is depth. They just don't have anyone they're going to play in the playoffs other than Draymond or Looney up front. Mm-hmm. Like, Jermichael Green hasn't worked out. I guess there's three months to figure out if he can figure out a role. Wiseman, even though he has looked a little better recently, like, I know Steve Kerr's not playing him in the playoffs. So... <laughs> My concern is how, ma- how many how many games of those two as your only guys up front before the mm. wear down effect comes. But like I feel pretty confident the Warriors five man lineup, like their go to lineup, owns everyone else in the West. East yeah. maybe a different story, but feel pretty good about them. I think by the time it depends where they're at. I mean, if they somehow end up in the play in game, that's really tough. Even if they end up as like a six seed, which is not the plane, I think that's still pretty tough. But I think if they end up as a three seed, like I think that's you gotta favor them in in a ser- in to win the West. I also think that the depth stuff, if they last, if you tell me that they get into the postseason and Draymond, Steph, and Clay, and even someone like Andre are healthy, I think they're good. But if you're telling me that they're going the last 20 games, they're going balls to the wall, right? Like they've gotta go. They've got to go 14 and six in the last 20 games. And, you know, Steph's got to, like, Clay's got to play back to backs and got to win these games. And they're going in like huffing and puffing. I don't, these old guys, man. Like, I don't, I don't know if they can then from there win all these games. Like, part of what the Warriors did to Boston last in the finals was that Boston played a seven game series every series. And even though those yeah. guys were young, like, they shouldn't no, have played 70. They shouldn't have played seven, right? Like they should have beat Miami in five, but they they messed around. They should have beat Chris Middleton, less bucks. They should have beat them in in five or six, but they couldn't. And it shit just wears you down, even though those guys are young. And same with the Warriors, man. If those guys are are really gunning for whatever they have to gun for right before the playoffs, they might be cooked. But like last season, you remember last season, Steph sat out the last month of the season. Draymond took took a break with his back. Well, they didn't even take a break. He was hurt. And then, you know, like those guys, faltered down the stretch, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They just, they were healthy when it actually mattered. Yeah, so of the two teams at the top of the West, who do you think presents bigger <laughs> problems for Golden State? Denver. Mm. I just think Jokic is... One, Jokic is better than anyone Memphis has by like a significant margin. I yep. would go as far as to say he was the scariest player they played in the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had like he had like a zombie squad with him, but like they're they're a pain. Uh, Memphis, I just don't know, man. I th- I feel like the more the Warriors play them, the more I'm like, yeah, they don't really. Yeah. Their thing is they play hard. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. You know, like. Once the Warriors figured him out, it's like it's just another young a, squad yeah. that they know how to kind of mm. pick on here and there. So I kind of I think Denver probably the tougher team. It, it is it is Denver. It is. Denver. So I agree with you guys. However, man, watching that Denver 
Dallas game where it goes, you know, possession by possession. Dallas mm-hmm. ends up pulling it out because I think they generated like a wide open Dory Finney-Smith top of the key three or could have been Tim Hardaway, somebody. But watching Luca, and again, Luca's Luca. He's a special guy. His ability to dissect the defense because of his size, because of his IQ, his vision, his strength, all of that is singular. But watching him every single possession be like, where's, where's Jokic? Yo, come over here. And putting him in the high screen and roll. And to be fair to Denver and Jokic, like, they came up with different coverages to throw at him. Right? Like, there were times where they let Jokic roam in the middle. There were times where they brought him up to the level. There were times where they set a hard trap. Like, they tried to mix it up, but Luka just knew how to beat them and that, and whatever coverage that they were in every time. And I wonder in a series against the Warriors where Steph is the best high screen pick and roll guy in the league, in my opinion. Man, they could just spam that, even though we know Steve Kerr hates doing it. But in the playoffs, they do no, it. He'll do it. And, and Steph, <laughs> Steph did it. I mean, that's why they, I mean, it's not why they won that series, but that's how they closed every single game out in that series. Probably should have swept them, except for them getting hot. The thing about Denver, I think, is like that's the issue was like the Jokic stuff is an issue. But that was the same thing with Steph, too, though. Like, Steph was getting picked on nonstop. Now, it's different mm. for a guard versus a big, but what the Warriors did and what they put around Steph is every single player next to is Steph. A beast on defense. On defense, exactly. <laughs> and Denver has... They haven't done that. Michael Porter Jr. is a joke on defense, and Jamal Murray doesn't care because, you know, he's a, he's a point guard, and he's yeah. a scorer. So, you know, they got hey, KCP. K- and, KCP. Yeah, exactly. So they got <laughs> KCP and Bruce Brown, but unless you're telling me KCP... And Aaron Gordon, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, sorry, yeah I, Aaron but Gordon. that's the thing. I think they need one more defensive-minded guy. But how how can you do that when your best three players, none of them play defense, right? Yeah. Like, are you gonna move Jamal Murray? Are you gonna move MPJ? Like, and, and by the way, Michael Porter Jr. Is can he even play a series? Like, can he play two series in a row? In yeah. basketball? We don't. We that's have no difficulty. idea. That's the that's the difficulty. I think if Michael Porter Jr. was just a normal, yes. Max second deal guy, and he was this player. It'd be like, yo, get him out of there. Try to get an OG and a Nobi. Try oh, to well, OG yeah, would just if be, they had him. That would be devastating yeah. if they got him. But I pretty much know, who they need. Of, yeah, a lot of people who I talked to said they're not convinced Toronto would ever trade him for real. Like it's just everybody conjecture. wants OG. Everybody needs OG. <laughs> OG. The Warriors <laughs> are trying to the Warriors are trying to pawn off Wiseman for OG and Masai's like get the fuck off the phone. Dude. Yeah. Get out of so, here. The, and OG is the name, but like somebody, even a Jay Crowder, you know, who let's face it, he's not in OG's league as a defender, no. but like a tougher defensive-minded person, they need to get one more person in there. Because I think Yoke is going to really get picked on come playoff time. But, you know, at the same time, you wonder, can they just get to such an offensive level? Because in the playoffs, like, Yoke is just like, yeah, I'll shoot all the time. He In the regular season, he's just like, oh, I don't give a damn, whatever, who cares? Let's play, like, let's pass the ball. But, like, against the Warriors where he just had to. And the Warriors are throwing Looney. They're throwing Draymond. They're throwing all of these great players. And... He just destroyed him anyway. So I wonder if they can get to such a high level on offense that it won't matter. But yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by the West picture. 
Looking to get more out of this NBA season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. Uh, tonight, the Nets are playing the Pelicans. They're favored by four at a minus 110. I'm loving that bet. The Nets are playing their best ball of the season right now. The Pelicans just lost Zion. I'm, I'm really into that bet, so that's free money for you guys right there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio, so make sure you get in on the action also with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with the promo code RINGERNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over in select states, first online real money wager only, refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days, restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit KSGAM. Gamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. I wanted to get you guys out of here on this one last thing, and that's our friend Ethan January 6th Strauss. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ethan Strauss 
on his Substack, dropped a story about James Dolan and MSG security. And, you know, the gist of the story is that James Dolan will find people that might have dissed him on the internet or work at a law firm that he's in litigation against who might not even be necessarily working on the case, but works at the law firm. And he will use facial recognition software technology at MSG, at Radio City, at his Tao Group restaurants, wherever James Dolan owns something, his facial recognition software will pick up a person who he has a gripe with, no matter how petty or small, and harass these people, if not outright ban them from entry. And Ethan wrote this story. And I'm reading this, man, and I'm like, yo, this is dystopian shit. Some billionaire dude using facial recognition technology to basically bully and get back at fans. Like, this is crazy. Like, Robert Sarver, all the shit that he did in Phoenix was whack. I'm glad they banished him as an owner for the people that worked there, for the people that have had to work for him in the past. He got his just due. This James Dolan stuff is just as bad, and to my mind, probably worse. It feels like something we watch on like Netflix. It feels like one of those shows that we watch on Netflix. And I think the scariest part of this is the slippery slope stuff. It's If it's being done here, where else is it being done? You hear about this a lot in China and in other places that aren't as, as maybe... I know people a lot of stuff to say about the United States, right? But end of the day, it is it's more free than China. Yes, right. And so, you know, not not a shocking thing to say. So it's it's insane, man. It's insane. And I wonder what other places. That's my thing. What other places are using it? And then the next step is what what? Because if Dolan's using it, I'm sure Lakeup knows about it. I'm not saying Lakeup's used, but I'm saying like (laughs) other owners know about it. And and so it's a matter of like how are they going to use it? Owners aren't going to sit there and be like, you know what? This is kind of fucked up. I'm not going to use this to my advantage because I have good morals. No, like no, nobody's going to say that. So it's a matter of, well, who else is using it? And who, what are they going to use it for? Because this isn't going to be the last time we're going to hear about this. It's super interesting to me that like Ethan wrote this piece and it did less in terms of generating traction or noise than any of his pieces discussing Woj. For example, mm-hmm. and there's there's kind of a and and you mentioned Sarver, but like the, the point of this, it it's essentially a, an egregious abuse of civil liberties, is what it is. I know he's a private company, but this dude's spying on people. It's, I mean, I'm he's old a private rem- company, but you you know what? You can't hide behind that because MSG they get supported by the taxpayers in New York City and True. I'm sorry that shit is a public institution at this point like I know James Dolan owns it like it's in his name but like bro like that's a public property at this point and like telling Nick fans that who might write sell the team on your weak ass band's Facebook fan page that they can't come to games or when they do come to games, your big ass security guards are going to menace them and intimidate them and harass them. That's craziness. And where does it end? And like, yo, they asked Adam Silver, like, yo, what do you got? They, not Adam Silver, the league office. What do you guys know about this, doing about this? Yo, as long as it's legal in your state, do stay within the confines of the law, which is a bullshit answer. But it's like, I, to me, people should be 
enraged by this, right? Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I know we're supposed to pretend that every billionaire shit don't stink and they're the greatest people of all time and they're so fucking great and all of that. At some point, the, as a public, as a media, we need to hold these folks accountable. This is fucking crazy. Like, somebody needs to be at Adam Silver. Like, bro, how is this acceptable behavior by one of the league's owners? It's unacceptable. Maybe I'm just disillusioned because, like, I remember this is a complete different thing, but just like surveillance around the Patriot Act 20 years ago and how much everyone was up in arms about something like that. And then a story like this drops. Nobody thinks about it. Yeah, no one thinks about it. Like you said, like I said, people were more interested in salacious gossip about Woj than they were in an owner outright using technology to stock consumers. Like, okay, one, it's <laughs> it's scumbag to kick to kick a, a fan out. Like that's a pain consumer. Why are you doing it? But like if he's willing to stock someone to find that out, what else is he willing to do to them? Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like it's one thing, yeah. like, oh no, you can't watch the Knicks versus the Sixers. Like, I'm you know, it's yeah. another, it's like he actually is looking on your Facebook to see or like, man, when will he sell? You know, like what, what else is he trying to use against you down the line? Essentially, he took the guy's Facebook picture, profile picture, threw it in this software mm-hmm. and they could identify him out of tens of thousands of people at a fucking Nick. Which is like, just terrifying. I went bro. to Chase Center this this uh, this last week. First time I've been in a very long time. And, it, you know, most you feel so anonymous in an arena of 20,000 because there's 20,000 people there. The idea that like someone can spot me in a crowd of, let's just say hundreds of bodies walking through. It's like, what was that movie? with also like enemy of the state. Yeah. It's like that sort of stuff where it's just like, damn, I'm not safe at all. I don't know. It's just like, and I wasn't doing anything, but just the idea that you're being watched like that is, it's a line I don't like. So the civil civil liberties line being crossed is one thing. Let's just talk about like the excuse making that they say is this is for this thing, this facial recognition technology is for security. Of course it is. You know, terrorism <laughs> threats or whatever. Some guy come to MSG, shoot it up, God forbid, whatever. We can catch him, we can find him, all of that. If your security guards are harassing dudes for Facebook comments, they're not monitoring potential <laughs> security threats. Yeah. This shit is crazy. Like, what if somebody at MSG really gets hurt because his security guards are score settling? The league needs to step up here. I'm sorry. I know, like, obviously the bigger, the, the major outlets have been like, whatever, fuck it. We don't, we don't really care. But like MSG, excuse me, um, the league offices, like, bro, something needs to be said and done. And it's got to be better than, oh, as long as you follow your state's laws. That's all I'll say about that. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion about this because I didn't get to touch on it last week. But I did want to talk about it because I think it's something people should know about. Like, this is, and again, like, I need to reiterate to people, like, James o- Dolan, he owns, well, actually, that's a lie. He don't own the forum no more. Uh, Ballmer just pay, gave him $400 million just so he could build this new Clippers stadium, which is just a, just a crazy thing that that could even happen. But he owns that weird orb thing that he's building in Vegas. <laughs> 
the Tao group has like they got restaurants out here. They're in Vegas. Yeah, they're yeah, in New yeah. York. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. About twenty percent of Andy's net worth. Yes, that, is, that is that is a hundred percent what I've done. <laughs> so like, and again, he can ban normal everyday citizens from patronizing those things too. Like, there's no end to this. How he's applying this, and and I don't see how people like. I don't know. This this story just kills me on like several different levels. Like everybody just fucking kowtows well, to the power. Everybody just bends the knee. Nobody questions it and it's just completely fine. It's an easy sell. I mean, you say security. It's an easy sell, right? You use the fear. You use the fear of terrorist threats or bombings or shootings and people believe it. Um, it's what the government has done for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, 100 years. Um, and so I, it, that doesn't surprise me. It, it kind of, it, it's funny because I think of the Dark Knight. If you watch the, the last Bro, 10 minutes of that, where, where they, he has that same thing. Right? Literally. Um, this guy is behaving like a Bond villain. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, tell the people where they can find your stuff. We appreciate you guys, man. Yeah. Uh, check out Light Years Pod. You can find it on any pod player, YouTube, you know, all the same places. Uh, appreciate you, Waz. Thanks for having us. Thanks, brother. Of course. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, of course, make sure you guys are locked into every single thing on the Ringer NBA feed. The answer, real ones, group chat. Uh, stay locked with us. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.